Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Thank you for for giving us this opportunity to come before your word as a family. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us. And Lord, as we uh, as we read your word tonight, I ask that you would just that you would just help your word to lay down deep roots to live and breathe in us. We yield up our hearts to you, fertile soil. Help us, Lord, to be who you called us to be. To be your children. To receive your word in love. To be fully open and fully able to receive. To be new wineskins. Here we are, Father. We're ready to be stretched. Ready to be filled with a new wine. Give us revelation. Open our eyes and our ears. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. All right, chapter four of Ephesians, chapter four of Ephesians, chapter four of Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. I, I want to uh, let me finish that with all lowliness and meekness and long suffering forbearing one another in love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That, oh, okay. So let me lay the foundation for this. We read our prayer last night that Paul prayed for the Ephesians to open up their eyes, to open up their hearts and to give them the full revelation of who Jesus Christ is and of his power. And that God would fill them with every, every type and every amount of the power of God as he wills through the Holy Spirit. And so there was that, there was that prayer that we prayed last night. And, and, and after laying that foundation, after sharing that prayer with the Ephesians, he says, he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, I beseech you. So he, he says, I, I'm begging you. I beg you as a prisoner here in jail, I'm begging you that you would walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Our vocation is our job, our calling. Our vocation is, is, is what we do um, as a matter of course for our lives. With all lowliness and meekness that we're supposed to, we're supposed to walk in modesty and gentleness. That we're supposed to bear with one another in love and patience. That we're supposed to make allowances for each other and not be offended by one another. He says that you're supposed to make allowances for one another because you love one another. 
that we're endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. It means continuing with eager earnestness to maintain the unity of the spirit bound together with the bond of peace. There's one body and there's one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, there's one body, one body of Christ. And there's one spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit that's in you is no different than the Holy Spirit that's in me. And they're not twins either. They're not separate entities. They are the same spirit, the exact same spirit. Holy Spirit is the same spirit that was there with Jesus, there with the apostles, there with the disciples. Holy Spirit is the same who has been for the last 2,000 years. All the generals and the greats of God have walked and talked and communed and learned and received revelation of this same Holy Spirit who is here now in all of us. So what is the secret of your heart the Holy Spirit that's in me knows what is the secret of your heart. And the Holy Spirit that's in you knows what is the secret of my heart. We are one body and we are one spirit. And let no one think that they have a different Holy Spirit than anyone else. Or that they have a different uh, uh, level of Holy Spirit than anyone else. Faith. Faith is given each according to their capabilities. And Holy Spirit is given each according to their desire. That's what the Word of God says. If any man wants, let him ask. Try it. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So each in each one of us is given grace. And each one of us has been entrusted with some portion of grace. Some individually his, gra his grace is given to us according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Or, or out of the rich diversity of Christ's giving or in a due portion by from Christ's bounty. Remember the parable of the talents. Wherefore, he says, when he ascended up high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. He gave gifts unto men. He led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. And the captivity that he led captive was the captivity of death. The captivity that was holding all of mankind under the law of sickness and death. And Jesus led that captivity, the law of sickness and death, into captivity. Into the captivity that it was not negated, but it was fulfilled. And in its fulfillment, that law of sickness and death is still alive and well for those who subject themselves to the law of sickness and death. But I myself and you all, I pray, 
are no longer under the law of sickness and death. We are not under the law of sickness and death. We're under the law of life in Christ Jesus. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, or now this surely going up, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? So he ascended, but first he descended. Yes. And he descended during that three days, Jesus descended. And why, why would the word of God descend? The word of God would descend first because my God is a righteous God. My God is a fair God. And if there was a new covenant given to us, if there was an opportunity for us to receive a new covenant, then there had to be an opportunity for all those others who had failed under the old covenant to also receive that new covenant. So Jesus went to hell and preached. Yes. And he gave everyone an opportunity to receive the bounty of the new covenant. To come under the umbrella of the new covenant and to stand shoulder to shoulder with the brothers and sisters in Christ. And I guarantee you, whoever was in hell that day, nobody decided they were going to stay. The keys to hell belong to Jesus that day. And always. I bet you he cleared the place. I don't think there was a dry eye in the auditorium. Well, maybe there was because they don't have any water down there. But still, you know what I mean. <clears throat> he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all the heavens that he might fill all things or it means the very one that went down has gone up too, far above all the heavens that he might fill all things with his presence or that he might fill creation with his presence jesus is the word of god and the word of god is in everything and the word of god is everything and the word of god holds everything together and there is nothing that exists that does not exist through the word of God. Jesus literally is the word of God. Yes, and he does hold everything together. Absolutely, he does. And, and don't think of him as the physical person out there like Atlas holding the world on his shoulders. That's not what we're talking about. We are talking about the manifest word of God. Yes. The manifest word of God, holding things together, holding together that which we cannot see in order that that which we can see is manifest. And he gave some apostles and he gave to some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. These are the offices that dad talked about a couple nights ago. These are the offices. He's saying, look, these are the job openings that Jesus created. When he opened up his, when he set up shop here, he said, these are the offices. These are the offices. These are the jobs I have available. Everybody's going to fill one of these jobs. And he said, he gave to some apostles and some prophets 
And to some, he made them to be evangelists. And some were pastors and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, these are not gifts of the Holy Spirit. Those are offices that Jesus installed. These are offices. These are offices. These are not the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Well, we can read about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in another in in another in another area there um, in Corinthians. But we also but but here we have to understand that these are the offices. These are the positions that were opened up in the church in the body of Christ. Is everyone that is called have an office? Yes. Without a doubt. That's what I thought. There's no doubt in my mind that everyone who is called has an office. Every one of us. Despite the fact that we look at that list and say, man, I'm not that, and I'm not that, and I don't feel good with that, and I don't feel good with that. None of that matters to God. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Yes. Yeah, I, I received a vision on my call. Amen. 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 20 years old. Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and this is the really important part, folks, that we have to remember when we're thinking about our office. Our office. Our office. It's for the edifying of the body of Christ. You are in your position in your office for the edification of the body of Christ. That's right. You're not there for any other reason than that. You're not there to um, help some church building build an empire. You're there for the body of Christ, and it is not the building, and it is not the business. You're there for the edification of the body of Christ. And if we look around us and we are not edifying the body of Christ in any way, shape, or form, we need to seriously reflect and take account of our walk. That's exactly right. Till we all come till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So I'm going to read another translation of that. Until we all attain the same faith or or until we all arrive at oneness in faith so that we're so we're there to edify the body of Christ until such time as all of us have an equal amount of faith. Imagine that. That would be neat. We're all to edify the body of Christ until all of us come into one accord with an equal measure of faith amongst each other. By a fuller knowledge of the Son of God. 
until we reach the ideal personage, the full standard of the perfection of Christ. So until the body of Christ reaches the full standard, the perfection, the perfection that is the standard of the body of Christ. And that means pretty much, I'm guessing, that means we are to be edifying the body of Christ until we die. Right. Until the last moment. That means to the true Christian, to the true spiritual woman or man, to the spiritual Christian, there is there is never the pension. There is never the uh, retirement. There is never the the getting away. Oh, I've done my part. I'm done. I'm finished. I've now. heard people say that. I have too. And when you when you finish the course is the moment that you burst through the veil into Jesus' That's arms. Right. That's when you finish the course. That's right. No retirement. There is no retirement. There is no easy street. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceive. So what, what is he saying? He's saying, then we shall no longer be like children. Okay. Uh, tossed every back and forth on different shifting currents of teaching. Nor shall we resemble like mariners tossed on the waves and carried with every changing wind of doctrine. Through the trickery and craftiness of men towards the snares of errors towards human subtlety, human skill and fabricating lies and propounds or deceitful schemes. Verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom from whom the whole body is fitly jointed together and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Let's let's read a translation of that. That's a that's a Paul sentence right there. Dependent on him. That's Jesus. We are dependent on Jesus. The whole body, its various parts, will be closely fitting together and firmly adhering to one another. That we would all grow by the aid of every contributing ligament and piece with power proportioned to the need of each individual part. So as to build the entire body up in a spirit of love. Wow. When he gave out the spiritual gifts, that's exactly what that refers to. Amen. Everything works together. Our body, Everything works. Our body is so built that it all just works without us 
even thinking about it. Indeed. We're supposed to, and we are supposed to strive to work together that way. We're supposed to strive to supply the needs of each other that way. And and he refers to the church as being the body. So so then the church means all of us. Amen. That's correct. The floor is yours, Dad. That was verse 16. We're at the halfway mark through that chapter. Okay. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cap it. Start at seventeen tomorrow. All right. Father, thank you for your precious word. And Lord, we are we are the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. And He's gonna return for us someday, Lord. Whether we be in the grave or whether we be alive. Father, we need to be ready for you as though today is our last day here on this earth. Father, we thank you that you have made it possible for us to teach. You've made it possible, Lord, for us to work together because our body is fitly joined together. Just like husband and wife, Father, the li- their lives are supposed to be fitly and joined together and be one. And we thank you, Father. Everything, Lord, that you have spoken in your word means something to us, Father. And we need to learn that, me- that meaning. We thank you for the word, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that he has suffered and bled on that cross and given of his life for our health, for our salvation, for the remission of our sins. And Father, as we come and think about him going down into the pit of hell and preaching to those, Lord, who had passed on earlier, down through the ages, it's hard to grasp in our hearts, Lord, hard to grasp in our feeble minds but Lord you are greater than anything because you are God all knowing all powerful always present everywhere Father we come tonight thanking you for being able to know these things with somewhat of our meager understanding Father But, Lord, we should be growing every day of our entire lives, Father, as we have become your children. We ask, Lord, your blessings over our families. I pray for Sky and Maria, Lord, that you will richly bless the home. I pray, God, for wisdom and Sky knowing what to do about the cattle or the sheep or goats. Father, just... uh, Open his eyes to the truth, what you want him to do, Father. We pray, Lord, for Aaron and Lisa. Ask God that you will bless them, guide them. Lift up John to you, Father, and ask you, God, to do a great and mighty work in his life. I pray for Tannis, Father, that you would bless his life and draw him back to walk with you, Father, in obedience to your love and grace. 
lift up Jacob and Raiden, Lord, in their young lives. I speak, Father, a future and a hope for both of them, for all these young men. Ask, Lord, you do a mighty work in this family. I lift up a leave olive to you, Father, and ask, Lord, that you will bless her, that you will direct her paths and teach her your ways. Pray, Lord, for her work. I ask, Lord, that you will minister to Mel and her family, Father. And I lift up Gwen to you, Father. She's got a terrible cough, Lord. And I know, God, in, in your love and in your grace, that you can heal her in the instant, Father, and we claim that, Father, tonight. Whatever this demon is, Lord, that has brought on this cough, and we ask the cleansing of her lungs and restoring her health, Father, to fullness. And we give you praise, Father. You are so gracious and so good to us, Father. We thank you for every day, Lord, that you give us because we do have a future and we have a hope. We ask, Lord, that you bless all of our family, keep a watch over them. I pray, God, for our church family. I pray, Lord, for this virus, Lord, that has scared many, many, even Christians, Father, and it should not be, because no fear is of you. We ask, Lord, your protection over your, your people. We pray, Lord, for Sky and Maria's church, that you will bless it, that you will direct, Lord, their hearts. I pray, Lord, for this live stream that we'll have tomorrow in our church. Lord, many will come to you and come and know you, Lord. We just ask your blessings over it, Lord. I pray your blessings over all of our churches that are speaking the word of God, the pastors, Lord. And just ask God your protection over every your, your people. I pray for our cities, God, that you would cleanse our cities and our states and our total government, Father. I ask God that you will give our president wisdom. And Lord, open his eyes to what truth is in every situation that he goes to make decisions in, Father. And I pray, Lord, for mighty men to stand beside him and give good advice, Father. I pray, Lord, for your Holy Spirit to hover over this Washington, Father, and cleanse that na our nation, Father, in a mighty, mighty way. We ask your blessings, Lord, over this country. Cleanse our hearts and draw us to you, Father. But we ask these things in Jesus' precious name tonight. Amen. Amen. Y'all be Amen. blessed. All right, guys. Have a good night. Be blessed. Love you. Good night, family. Good night. Bye-bye. Love you, babies.